This was like an overtime game. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that means. Like but... knees getting a little shaky. Everybody's out there. They're like when the announcer's like, you can tell they're just gassed. Everybody they're making done. they're done. Yep. But but, but we gutted it out. We dug deep and we won. <laughs> we won. Yeah, guys like us, we win ugly. Am I right? We win ugly. Yeah, we're the Vinny Testaverde of podcasting. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna stop recording. <laughs> There's some like Vinny Testaverde's mom is listening. Yeah. Just, just, oh, like, this Aw. is bull. Yeah, just violent. <laughs> that's, that's a one-star yeah. review. From Yanks her ear. Testaverde next week. <laughs> right. Yanks her earbuds out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knew she was so into user experience, though? That's cool. That's cool. Welcome to the Successful Users Podcast. Featuring Samuel Hulick and Robert Graham. Well, look, Samuel, like we have gone uh, international here with, with yet another five-star review. Uh, in, in spite of your uh, discouraging them. I, well, I don't think they've heard that one yet. Oh, that's fair. That's for those, fair. for yeah, those, guess... uh, for those of you listening along, we're doing we're doing a, a double up episode so that we can maintain our dedication to our weekly release rate, even though our normal podcast recording time later this week is uh, is we were unavailable for. It's, yeah, it's no good. It's no good. We got we actually we're gonna have a few. Uh... A few of these that are not quite on the normal schedule in the next few weeks, but but they will be for you. Yeah, we're still going to bring the people what they want. Yeah, what they demand. <laughs> well, it is from a uh, gentleman, Mister Mavis, in the United Kingdom, uh, and he says, after looking through the greatuseronboard.com site, I subscribed to Samuel's podcast for a little in-car knowledge and entertainment. Samuel and Robert drop UX gold nuggets throughout the podcast amidst banter and delightful confusion, all adding to the charm of listening to them. As a psychologist myself working in UX, it's great to hear two guys who are so passionate, knowledgeable, and often funny talking about UX in a neat little podcast. I don't know about the little thing, Mr. Mavis. We're going to have to take that up with you later. That little podcast? And, uh, and then he, he follows up with, uh, keep, up, keep up good work both. The format's getting better. And you're appreciated across the pond. So thank you, Mr. Mavis. We do appreciate it. I certainly do. I could I could use a little little confidence booster. And Mr. Mavis, you were there for me. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, international confidence boosters are big time. Yep. Uh, there you go. And five stars. Couldn't couldn't give a higher star rating. It's true. He he probably forgot to say at the end that he wanted to give us six or seven stars. Yeah. Or like, or like, like on yet uh, Netflix or Yelp. I was gonna call it Yetflix. Actually, that should be a thing. Maybe we should Yetflix. pivot. I don't. I don't know what that means. I don't either. That's, that's <laughs> well, because that's the thing is you have to come up with a goofy name and then and then sear your identity onto it. Oh, like, like oh, I'm not. I'm not falling for that. I'm backing away from that one. That's fine. Oh, oh, you, uh, there will always be a board spot available for you on Netflix. Okay, I didn't mean that. I thought you were. I thought you were tempting me into a pun. Oh, what was the pun? Uh, like sear your identity into something. I thought it was a a branding joke. Uh, well, no, I think that's literally what branding is, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's not really a pun. Well, yeah, I think it is. <laughs> it can't be a pun if it is the thing that it is. Wouldn't a pun be like a, a, a well, delightful... It's, it's, uh, uh, it's got multiple meanings. Right. Okay, so you're transposing one meaning onto the other. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, back to Netflix. Man, no. you were explained here on the Successful Users Podcast uh, yeah. at a moment of pure joy for everyone. Yeah, we should call it the Regretful Detail uh, Podcast. <laughs> the Unfortunate Explanation Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. When... <laughs> yeah. Excruciating detail on on, <laughs> on topics you've never even cared about. Uh, all right, so these originations that are all wrong. Yeah, the moment yeah. has passed, but the, the whole Yelp and Netflix thing that I started with, just to for the sake of being comprehensive, I don't like to leave loose ends dangling here. Is uh, is people who are like, I would give this zero stars if I could, and like I get the feeling that everybody's like feels super smug when they do that, and they think that they made that up. And they don't realize it's like the biggest cliche ever. <laughs> I kind of feel like a lot of the vitriol on the the internet is sort of the same thing as like graffiti in a city. It's really just sort of like angsty, you know, drive-by youth activity. Not really, uh, you know. I I guess I don't know any like uh, like seasoned adult professionals that are like going and dropping one-star reviews on people and saying hateful things. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yelp, Yelp. I get a feeling. I, th- I think that skews a little old. That's like super self-important twenty, thirty, and forty somethings talking about like <laughs> super old. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this uh, negativity aside, five star reviews are great. They're fa- absolutely phenomenal. Nothing gets me pumped up more than that. So thank you so much, Mister Mavis. All right. So let's get to the purpose. Yeah, we should. Let's talk should. about what the reason for the season here today. What's bringing us together this this episode? A little topic I like to call 10 do's or don'ts on planning your next feature. Or planning a new feature. Any new feature. Yeah. Yeah, and in some ways I think this extends like sort of like a new thing. But yeah, we're we're a little tighter than that on a new feature. Yeah. Laser focus over here. Exactly. So... As is de rigueur, Mr. Graham, would you mind uh, would you mind kicking us off with do or don't number one? Numero uno. Tip number one. Uh, so whenever whenever I do a new feature of of any kind, I I think it's most useful uh, to start with success in mind. Oh, so, there goes my there, scratch off number one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, the the tip is to start with success and work backward from there. Uh, so what does it look like for the user to be successful with this feature? What does that mean for the user? What kind of value are they getting out of that? And then you need to work backward on, you know, what all the different sort of usability issues around, you know, how they actually get to that success point. And but I think working backwards is a lot easier. Um, and I think it's important to start with success because that's it, it puts your focus in the right place, um, and it has a lot of big impact on the whole the whole planning and design process. Yep. Well, 
I, I, I no longer have a list. That, that pretty much covers it all. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I You could go back to the polyester t-shirt, Will. Yeah. Hopefully. If Hopefully that inside joke will make sense to people. But, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> to, 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 uh, to piggyback on your point here, uh, there's a term called back backcasting. Which is like the opposite of forecasting, where you like, you identify the the end and then you reverse engineer how to get there, right? So you're suggesting to do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, great. I'm okay, that. all right. Did I, did I knock out multiple points? Uh, no, well, no, but just uh, that's certainly that's, 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 we're coming from a very similar line of thinking, which I guess is good. At least, at least you were in like right. tip. Tip number one: Do not cons- think about success. Do not before. consider success. Yeah. Ooh. The, Throw the little... user out the window. All right. So define success beforehand. That was that was my number one. Um, I I, I got to retool on the fly here. One one way that I uh, so was... wait. Should I interject with a tip number two? Yes, please do. Okay. Do do or don't. Number two. Tip number two. There we go. Uh, what one one thing that I like to do? This is similar to starting with success, but since that was so egregiously stolen out under from me, I uh, will. <laughs> uh, what? Go ahead. You're you're welcome for deferring. Yeah. So tip uh, tip number two here is what I really like to do, especially when you have that success in mind and how, and what that success looks like in the user's activity and behaviors and things like that is to identify the feature quote unquote as an outcome and not a thing. And the best way that I can uh, elucidate that is, is that the right word? Elucidate? I think so. Or maybe that's, that's yeah, like uh, we're rolling with it either way, but the best way that I can illustrate is, is like a really small thing. Like, let's say you were going to be making, um, like uh, sign in for your for your product, that's not really a feature feature, but it's an it's an effort. You could call it sign in, uh, which would indicate you know that there of course there would be a sign in field and an inline validation and password recovery and all those kind of things. But if instead you you identified it instead of the thing with the purpose sort of implied, is identified as the purpose with the thing sort of implied. And the purpose would be like user authentication, basically. And as soon as you identify it as that instead, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, there might be more than one way to skin this cat. We could do uh, like social logins or fingerprint scanning or some weird gesture with the mouse or whatever. So the outcome is directly tied to the thing itself because it's you never defined it purely as the design pattern or whatever it is from the beginning. And then just hoping people would know what the purpose of it was based off of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's elucidated. Oh, all right. Well, I think it's time to move on to tip number three. Tip number three. Uh, well, what I got cooking over here is... Uh, so I I usually like this to get going... Uh, on a feature with some some qualitative information, uh, so it, it may depend uh, on the particulars of the feature and your situation and your users as to which which tool you want to pull out of the toolbox. Um, but I think at this stage, 
you you probably either want to pull out some interviews uh, with some users to understand kind of what they're doing now to fill this particular need, um, or you could potentially drop a survey on it. Um, and I, I that's my that's my tip because I think that sort of real information from real people is what ought to drive this process along with success. Gotcha. So could 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 you give could you give the the elevator pitch for this tip? The one the one liner? The one liner? Uh well I think if you understand where the users are coming from and how they're like achieving this now, what's, you're gonna have a much better idea of what success looks like for them and how you could improve it. Right. So what's the what's the recommendation for what they should do? Uh for for what people planning in the future should do? Like send out surveys beforehand? Is that the recommendation? Yeah, either send out a survey or do some interviews with users that you know are, are already doing this thing to understand what they're doing. Right. And so that's kind of on the assumption that like you just picked a feature because you wanted to make it, so then you're going to go out and confirm. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, you, you, you bring to light a good point. But I'm I'm starting with that as as something of an assumption. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I'm just just trying to just trying to get a clear idea of of what that is. Uh, I'm I'm all for it. More more FaceTime the better. Yeah. All right, sir. Well, it appears we're ready for tip number four. Tip number four. Tip number four. So just just to make sure, tip number three. I didn't mean to like undercut you on that one or anything. I was just trying to I was trying to just get cl- clear on what it was like, just specific. Yeah. Like, what's the what's the essence of this? Well, I'm I'm fresh off of watching the World Cup final, and I'm pretty sure you just got yellow carded for that. It was outrageous. Okay, well, good. <laughs> I l- like to let people know I don't play by the rules. I'll That's do right. whatever it takes to win. Yeah, well, one more of those, and it's going to get awkward because it's going to be a one-man podcast. That would be weird. Would you? Would you just try to fill for me? Like, would you talk in like in my voice? In Samuel's voice? Yeah, yeah. I think I would. Yeah, I, think I would. Uh, uh, I think we're I think we're ready for tip number six. Oh, tip number six! Great. Uh, my, like you're doing like the sock puppet <laughs> thing. Like even though let's nobody's... be happy. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make tip number four piggybacking on yours a little bit all right it's a uh, tip number three b almost i would say oh no so you're skewing qualitative i say you can also skew quantitative when you're testing oh. demand for a how, new feature how dare you yeah so how do you go about doing this well there is a delightful ignite video by someone whose name I can't recall off the top of my head, and I probably should have prepared better for it, but I just remembered it, and I want to give a shout-out. It'll be in the show notes. You better believe it'll be in the show notes. But uh, they're talking all about how they uh, implemented what they call a false doors, or maybe they called it fake doors. I think it's false doors uh, for their product. And basically, what that is is they just created buttons like to let people buy something that didn't exist or to you know sign up for a feature that that they hadn't built up yet and then they just saw like well can we at least get people to click on this thing before we go to all the trouble of building it and so it really helped uh, helped inform their product direction 
Yep. Uh, I've heard that Kissmetrics does this a little bit. Yeah. It does feel a little sneaky. Like, you have to be like, you know, you can't just be like, Baha, that doesn't, we don't, we didn't make that yet, you idiot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think you definitely also have to limit, like, the extent to which you were doing this in the product, right? If if a certain number of, of buttons on each screen were just useless, people would uh, lose lose faith in the product. Yeah. Yeah, but I, and one other component of that that I like is that you're not only testing the demand for the feature, but you're also, like, testing the your ability to articulate it in a particular way. Like, maybe it is something that people want. But if you can't get people, if you don't know how to frame it so that people want to take action on it, then it might as well not exist anyway. Yeah. I mean, or you just need to get better at writing copy or testing copy. Well, maybe you do, but that'll, it'll, that'll surface that too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you test it. Truth be told, who doesn't need to be, get, get a little bit better at writing copy? Am I right? I think you are right there, sir. Yeah. That wasn't a pun either. (laughs) <laughs> that was those were if you say so those were just homophones all right all right um like and, and and there's a little bit more i have i have just a little bit more to add to this one if you don't want to do the fake doors or false doors uh if it feels a little sneaky to you or whatever another thing you can do throw some adwords money at it see if you can same same kind of thing can you drive people to click through maybe it takes them to a coming soon page or something like that if if you can't get and then also Maybe your distribution plan doesn't involve AdWords or whatever, but it's a nice little testing ground. A sandbox, if you will. Right. Yeah, I, I, th- I like this idea. I like, uh, I like the nature of the feedback, too. It's not just, uh, you know, really bad survey questions like, would you use a feature that did X for you? Yeah, it would um, basically be the best, right? Yep. Yeah. As, as good as it gets. Right. Yeah. We, yeah. We're, yeah, exactly. All right. So, okay. tip. I'm glad that we got together to provide the people this excellent advice. Number five. Tip number five. Here we go. Uh, so this one, this one's a don't. <gasps> don't don'ts yeah. are always. I'm always on the edge of my seat when I hear a don't. Do <laughs> do's are like do's. I kind of lean back, like and kind of do all like right. the like put 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 my my fingertips together, kind of back and forth. Like, all right, tell me what tell me what I should be doing. Don'ts are like woo. The heat is on. Which what should I stop doing, or what should I avoid? I to... The stakes just okay. got raised. Yeah, so I've had this one sting me a little bit, and it's kind of a small thing. Oh, so uh, it's a it's a don't from experience. It is all right. Um, so I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trash the whole concept, but if you're using if you're using things like wireframes or uh, really low fidelity mockups, um, then you need to understand that the the quality of the feedback you get from from those low fidelity mockups and wireframes are sort of on par. Um, so you're not going to get great feedback on like specific things, or sometimes even like things that may seem broad later. Uh, so I have some some follow up tips on that. You may be able to guess what they are. Uh, but I think this is something you can you can get caught up doing, like like draw you know draw like a screen for somebody and then assume that they take it as seriously as you do. Um, but that's that's usually not the case, and you can you can get lost a little bit. Hmm. So what your recommendation is to is don't use wireframes or just know what you're getting into. It's 
It's not necessarily to never use wireframes. I think they can be handy, uh, especially internally. I think they can be handy. Um, I think it gets tricky when you're sharing wireframes with people that don't have any of the same context, and you're expecting them to give like feedback on your complete vision from just a mock-up because your vision is all in your head. It's, it's kind of like the... Uh, what is that cognitive bias? It's called like um, the the test for it. It's it's called I think like the curse of knowledge, and the test for it is like uh, if I tap out a song like Mary had a little lamb on a table while you sit across from me, um, I can hear the music playing in my head, and so while I'm tapping, it's just stone cold obvious to me what tune it is. Uh huh. But like 80% of the time, you won't be able to guess it, even though you know, 90% of the population knows that tune. Um, anyway, it, the problem on my side is the curse of all this extra knowledge that I'm not conveying to you. I think that's a fantastic example. You're filling in all the you're filling in all the blanks, hitting all the high notes, but only in your head. Yep. Hmm. I never even heard of that. That's that's a and look, I'm a I'm a bit of a connoisseur on cognitive biases. That's a new one on me. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to introduce it to you. It's quite useful. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. So, should we do one for the for the people at home? Should we tap something out? <laughs> I don't know if I because I've got this you know headset mic. I don't. I I think banging on the mic would just be really bad. Yeah, and I don't know if you could hear if I just tapped on my table. Mister Mister Mavis is just driving his car off the road. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they not tap a tune for me? Yeah, exactly. Except yeah. I, I can't think of. <laughs> I was gonna try to come up with some sort of joke on the fly about how he's driving on the wrong side of the road anyway because he's in uh, in the UK. But uh, yeah, I, well, yeah, that's nobody wants to go there. We'll just move on. Tip number. Wait, so that was tip number six. <laughs> like, I like our, our postmodern world of uh, we don't even deliver the jokes anymore. We just explain why we didn't throw them yeah. out there and then move on. Yeah, it's like the opposite of Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right. So, but but you're the evens. Oh no, you're no. I'm the I'm the evens. So, yeah. So yeah. six. Tip number six. Tip number six. So interestingly, you have yet again. T- it's almost like you're reading off of my list. It's a little bit spooky, oh. and it's a very much frustrating. But um, I, I I have a, a, a tendency to to avoid wireframes myself. Because I, like like you put it, you you're you're testing whatever it is you put in front of somebody. So are you testing the design or just the overall concept? What is it that wireframes really you know indicate that that is that you're that's helping you validate something or not, right? Right. So I guess that they're helpful from like an internal planning thing where it's like yeah, but like there'll be this big thing that does this thing here or whatever. But I like to my recommendation is always to get it in the browser. As quickly as possible. So instead of making low fidelity wireframes, make low fidelity prototypes. So right. you know you don't have to layer on just to make just because it's a prototype doesn't mean that it has to really like have polish or anything. I, in fact, I like the down and dirty ones the best. But there are a lot of, there are a lot of benefits that come from lo-fi prototyping, such as it being in the browser already. Then you can encounter like what's this? What are some multi- multiple device problems that we're we might be facing here? If you got it, if you got it in code already, pull it up on a on a BlackBerry, 
pull it up in Windows 95, do whatever you, well, 95, that would be a little ludicrous, but whatever it is that you're doing, you're, it's there, you know, it's not like you're just resizing a, a static image to fit onto a screen, it's, it's already living and breathing. And then also, there are so many times where I'll make a wireframe, and there's like 25 different screens, and, you know, or 25 different OmniGraffle, uh, what, slides or pages, whatever you, what would you call that? Pages, I guess. And then somebody's like, yeah, well, let's change this thing. And then you have to go back and change them all. Unless if you made a smart object, but even then it's weird. I don't know. With code, you just go and it's, and it's done. It scales out everywhere. So I like it. I'm, I'm pro, pro, poto, <laughs> pro prototype and I'm short on wireframes. Uh, I totally agree. I think prototypes are, the, are usually the way to go. I like to go straight from a whiteboard, sketching up ideas fast and loose. And then, bang, put it right in, right into code. And it doesn't have to be good code, yeah. just some junky code, just to get started. Yeah, yeah, but but do throw that sort of thing away. Yes, well, because you're going to anyway. It's exploratory, yes. but it's in exactly. the it's in the medium. Yep. All yep. right. Context so, matters. Wait a minute. I didn't think this was happening, but lo and behold, tip number seven is on its way. Oh, I think I see it. Tip number seven. It's really just it's really just a, a counterpoint here. Point counterpoint. Uh, Ping so, pong. Yeah. Really, you you just killed this point already. So I should just move on to the next one. Well, it's about time I got to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since I killed one of yours, and you just like turned the don't into a positive, and then now my my other one's ruined. No, not, not one okay. of mine. Three of mine. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm over three so far. <laughs> I I feel like that's pretty amazing because for the, for the people to understand clearly, we we came up with these lists totally independently and didn't didn't share them until live in front of you guys. So that's right. We're not we're not pretending to be surprised over here. This is legitimate <laughs> legitimate surprise. This is, this is legitimate scrambling confusion, as yep. Mr. Mavis described. Yeah, no, I think it was delightful confusion. Or was it yeah, mishaps? Yeah, delightful mishaps? I, th- I was adding scrambling because that seems like what what's going on here. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, let's not attribute that to Mr. Mavis. I don't like putting... That's fair. Uh, citation needed. I'm going to put a big citation needed on that one. <laughs> Stop being a faker. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Tip seven. Number seven. Uh, so I'm going back to measuring. Uh, and I, I just want to encourage people as soon as they get the thing up there, um, especially if they do something like we discussed earlier with the, the quantitative measuring. Um, but as soon as the feature is, is ready at, at any stage, uh, I just want to encourage people to, to quantitatively measure how it's being used and, and the paths people are taking through it. Uh, because I think that's, some of the most useful feedback you can get is is the actual behavior and uh, if you started with success in mind then you should understand like where it is you want people to get to and you know if there are any bumps along the way you might be able to address those and uh, get a get a get a feel for if this whole thing was a success or not yeah so uh, but you're you're saying when the when it's really live and when it's out when it's when it's a real door yeah. That's, nice. That's what I'm saying. See it all the way through. 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta put that polish on there, or it's no good. You've identified the change that you want to uh, be in the world, and now you're confirming that it happened. That's right. I love it. Tip number eight. So, going back a little bit in the timeline before it's ready to go live, but let's say that let's say you followed my advice, which based off of like me riffing on something for four minutes, hopefully you haven't made any like startling changes to your lifestyle based on that. But let's say that you, <laughs> let's say you stopped doing wireframes, started doing prototypes. You got a prototype sitting there. Another big benefit is, all right, it's already in the browser. You can usability test that bad boy till the cows come home. So bring people in, let, you know, long before it's ready for prime time or for sharing, run people through simulations, have them click all around. Cause you know what? They don't have to pretend like they're clicking something because they can actually click it and things they will actually are happen. Clicking something, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and uh, we're not that's not like thing. hot spots in a PDF or whatever. This is the real deal. Yeah. Oh, I hate the PDF thing. Yeah. Give me a break. It's it's like a worse paper prototype. Yeah. Exactly. How can we how can we take a pro- paper prototype and remove uh, everything good about it? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Let's make it a PDF. Okay, tell you what. We're going to slow the process way down. We're going to <laughs> we're going to be really premature and focusing on the aesthetics of this because we're already in freaking Photoshop or whatever. So, let's just let's let's just uh take this cake that we haven't really like whipped up and just bake it. <laughs> but only halfway. Yeah. Half baked, right. exactly. So that, so that so that was tip number 8. Did we say tip number 8? Uh no, I'm I'm evens, remember? Your odds. I know, but we just finished it number eight, right? But it was your tip. No, because you you jumped in with the because uh, I I did the measure usage and oh, then you right. jumped in with the with the before that. Yeah, I, I I I honestly do think that I have a bit of a fever right now, so that might have something to do with my <laughs> with my short short term memory here. But yes, correct. No. So tip number eight no. is over, and gloriously, tip number nine is on its way. Tip number nine. Number nine. So this is a uh, since since a couple of these have gotten squashed along the way, I st- I still have a backup tip. I'm I'm a prepared Boy Scout here today, uh, and it's it's for products that are probably a little bit more mature. Um, but if you're if you're adding like, a new feature, like triple uh, X. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, uh, I got just, just products that are already established, uh, already have you know some some major uh, things going on, some some stuff that users can do. Maybe a, um, a scaling user base. You're, you 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 have established product market fit, perhaps. Per- perhaps, uh, you know, and you're you're choosing to add something to a product that people are already using significantly. Uh, so my my addition here is. Uh, you should actually create a real onboarding experience oh. for the new feature itself. Like just like a full sort of start to finish. Uh, you know, make that first run with a new feature as low friction as possible. Point out that it exists. Point out you know how to get started with it, or what they need, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, there's a rumor that somebody has a book about doing that sort of thing, but I don't believe it. Yeah, you probably wrote it first. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm literally I'm literally so. over five today. You just you just beat me to it on every single one. 
and and like that was even you can't me recovering. Be every single one because that was like my number seven and yeah yeah well exactly well because I've had to improvise so like I was like oh yeah I, I literally wrote That's down true. like oh okay my new my new fifth one will be onboarding that'll be good and then ah <laughs> uh, all right proceed but yes obviously I, I I completely sign off I completely agree with with your uh, statement there yeah awesome. Uh, well, any any additional pointers for the people on on like doing onboarding just specifically to a feature? Uh, you, I thought I thought you 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 nailed it pretty well. I mean, especially that if you're following tip number what was it uh, seven to pay attention to the actual activity rates uh, of the feature when it goes out, then just you know identify where where things might be breaking down and and adjust adjust them on the fly. All right. Uh, well, did we kill tip number 10? Tip number 10 is dead. Yep. Dead dead as a doornail. Uh, (laughs) so, so this isn't a tip, but let's, 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 uh, let's, let's zigzag a little bit here going off script because there's something that I've been wanting to talk about and I thought you'd be a good person to talk about it with. Because someone said that the format was improving. So let's go back to the the lunacy that we had before. Yeah. In your face, Mavis. This is, this he, is just, he just spat his coffee all over the steering wheel. Yeah, he's just exactly. Uh, so so here's a little here's this is not a tip, but it's a it's a it's a a thought, I guess you could say. That looking at like your initial suggestion, which is like think about what the user is gonna be doing before uh you know, building something to accommodate that or just building something and hoping somebody finds some use in it or whatever. Right. Uh And so I've been thinking a lot about product design itself lately. And I've been thinking a lot, like I compare a lot of what I look at is like video game design because it's, uh, they had a head start on web design and especially from an onboarding standpoint, there's a lot to like level design and flow and tutorials and things like that. And so they were talking about video games as being kind of a unique medium, whereas like if you write a book or or direct a movie, it's 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 a finished thing. It's complete right. unto itself, and it doesn't change. But video games, by design, you're you're delivering something that's intentionally incomplete, and the person using it to tell their own story through the play of the game is what's actually completing the experience of that artistic medium. So it's not just like a painting that's hung on the wall in a fixed thing. It's a it's dynamic, and and you know, well, like you know, right. interactive. Well, it it even extends beyond that vision, right? Like something like Red versus Blue with Halo, where people created their own like stories and episodes driven by the game what, like that weren't machi- even related to the game, like Machinima. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's that as well, but, but just something, you know, it's, uh, approaching web design from that particular angle and even more specifically product design or, you know, what web app design. Um, it's interesting to me, like a lot of times I'll hear people get really consumed with focusing on the product they're making or like the craft that went into it. And obviously I'm a big fan of pride and craftsmanship and things like that, but just making something is 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 falling short of your ultimate ambition as a product designer that I almost like to think like instead of creating our own masterpieces in the form of products how can we create products that are more like laying out the paint for the user to create their masterpieces right so it's just it's 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 something I've been thinking on lately so 
I thought, hey, we're talking about new features. Maybe maybe ship it in a way that you're into. Well, like uh, this might be a weird thing to tie in, but like I remember when my brother was a little kid, he, he went to karate school, what class? Karate school? Karate class? I don't know, whatever you'd call it. He went to a you know he had lessons, and one of the first things they were mm-hmm. teaching him, like at the end of like whatever white belt or whatever the first the first rung on the ladder is. Um, I think it culminated with him like breaking boards with like a with like a chop, and their recommendation was like don't don't focus on don't look at the board and use that as your target. Focus your chop on beneath the board, and your hand will go through the board and create crack yep. it. And so I think that like looking at product design as let's not focus on the product that we're making, i.e. the board. Let's focus on what people are able to make or accomplish with the product as kind of the through the board goal. Is this making sense at all or am I just am I just way going out on a limb here? No, I think that makes I think that makes a lot of sense. Um you 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 put me in a bunch of different directions uh but yeah, just like the board if like if if you if you get into, you know, pugilism uh they definitely teach the, you the violent like, arts. Yeah, so if you're trying to punch someone in the face, you're not supposed to punch them in the face. You're supposed to punch, like, behind their head. Their brainstem? Behind their head? So you just want to... Yeah, you, you, yeah, you want to drive all the way through, you know. It's it's like running a race and, like, stopping at the finish line. You always want to stop, you know, like, 10 yards past it. Right. Uh, accelerate through it as best you can. Yeah. Um, another... So this is a random, uh, random non-UX tip... Uh, if you're ever doing some work, you know, just uh, around the house or you know, wherever, uh, if you ever need to pass a tool to somebody that's on a ladder or like in a tree or elevated somehow, just whip it as uh, hard as you can. <laughs> well, the trick is you don't throw it to their hands; you try to hit them in the nose with it. And if you do that, you'll never short it, and you'll almost never hit them in the nose either. Uh, <laughs> but but it's the risk times, outweighs the reward. Or the, the 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 risk does not outweigh the reward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you hit your friend in the face with a wrench, it's yeah. pretty awesome. Right, uh, it's kind of a win win. Yeah, and and, and I guess uh, reflexively they they've got to be like, oh, this is coming right on my face. I better uh, swipe this out of the air. Exactly, that usually works pretty well. Um, so, but but back to the UX. First of all, I think I actually think video games are a good example on top of what you said because. Uh, I, back when I was in like user interface research, uh, more academically, there was a lot of concern that, in general, like the interactions people have uh, with computers for most applications are pretty stagnant. Like the UI just doesn't change very much, so we're stuck in this sort of local maximum essentially, and that it's just not moving very much. And and so the the question that posits is: Is it really a local maximum or are these things like kind of as good as it gets for where the technology's at? Uh, and I'm not going to dive into that whole conundrum. Uh, but I think video games are a place where the UI actually moves quite a bit, and the like what you're trying to do and the demands and all the different uh, things that are going on in different types of games, I think have sparked a lot of creativity that you don't see in you know spreadsheets. Uh, so I think that's a cool domain for that reason. Uh, and uh, like a couple examples I've seen recently, um, I, I downloaded. Let's see, a couple games recently. 
I was really bored uh, one day. I downloaded this game to to my wife's iPad. Uh, some some sort of mindless uh, like tank battle game, right? Sounds um, good. And, yeah, and I noticed in in the course of getting started with it that they had a really great tutorial, like you're describing, like you know moving the tank around, and you had to use like both your thumbs in these different ways, and you had to aim a certain way. But they you know made it pretty clear pretty quickly by by doing a pretty solid tutorial. Got you right up to speed. Yep. And it didn't and feel, it didn't feel like work that, either, like, I bet. Boom. What was that? I said, uh, and it didn't feel like work either, I bet. Nope. You weren't nope. like, all and right, I, I guess I'll just have to hunker down through this thing. Right. But if they had thrown me straight into the game and I'm just hopeless, then that wouldn't be fun either. So yeah. Uh, so that was great. But then I, th- I downloaded something for, for one of my kids. Uh, something, I think it was like uh, Minion Rush which is like a Despicable Me Minions uh, doing something very much like Temple Run. Uh-huh. But there's like lots of sort of ads and all these like extraneous buttons on every screen. That sounds there's pretty a really cool. Long, <laughs> there's a really long intro to getting started. Yeah, uh, the longer like the all, better. It's all just like video and there's no interactive part and they don't explain the game at all. Uh, they just kind of throw you into it. And, yeah, it's really unclear, like, what you're getting and what you're supposed to be doing. And there's all these additional things, like, that you could buy. But it's not even clear to me what I'm buying or why I'm buying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just wanted to juxtapose some some recent examples there. There you go. Maybe we'll link to them in the show notes. Uh, maybe not. One oh. of those is really bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, a, uh, this link is not an endorsement. Right and and do like uh, like like a no follow just so they don't get any SEO out of it too. <laughs> yeah, there needs to be some sort of like like more more stringent than no follow like actual sad face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also like our delusions of grandeur. Like yeah, that'll show them. No, they won't. They won't get uh they won't get any endorsement from us. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah speaking I'll... of uh, downloading games, I. Uh, I, I don't I don't have much interest in like the the candy crushes and bejeweleds of the world that, that yeah. sort of style game. I have no claim to that. Yeah, they don't they don't really do it for me. But I I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll branch out, do an onboarding review for you know Candy Crush. Obviously, obviously it's very popular. They must be um, you know exploiting some psychological uh, uh, you know what what would you call it? They must be designing it you know in a pretty sophisticated way so i i downloaded it one night and and started recording and like i the next thing i knew i looked up and i was like 50 minutes into playing the game and like i had stopped reviewing it and i was just like in a cold sweat trying to get all the different candies to like line up and everything <laughs> and i was just like oh this is bad so i just deleted it I just, and i'm like no review just i'm just <laughs> deleting this game but yeah it's uh even like i came in being like oh yeah i can see how they're doing this on this thing and then i was like just just like a like a fiend at a at a slot machine it was crazy yeah yeah that sounds that sounds like what uh what i've seen other people experience but it's definitely not not something I've thrown myself into, and it's kind of one of those things that that you don't do because you know you're in you're in the danger zone. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I I can control myself enough to not start. That's how I feel about like heroin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just not gonna go uh, there. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it alone. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, easy. easy. I, I know I have enough control to not start it. I don't know what will happen if I do. I used to uh, smoke cigarettes. I was all about it. And then I was just like, nope, I gotta be done. Just gotta, just gotta kick this whole thing to the curb. My wife can have like a cigarette every six months. Wow. It's unbelievable. I don't know how she does it. Is it is it a social thing though, or is it is it is it tied to anything in particular, or is it just I feel like it? No, no. Like if she's like hanging out with friends who smoke, she'll like, yeah, I'll have one. Yeah. Like I I can't yeah. do that. I just uh, right. next thing I know, I'd be on a smoke bender. I'd be holed up in some right, some right. like cheap motel, just down be in like cartons. a blackjack table in Vegas, just chain smoking pack after pack. Yeah, I've got like a comb over, even though like like how did <laughs> how did this happen to this guy? Big bags under right. my eyes. That's just how right. that's just how I do stuff. So I know. Things like heroin and Candy Crush. Do not touch. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that, that being... I like, that, I like equating Candy Crush with, with pure, unadulterated, yeah. illegal drugs. There you go. Uh, so, yeah. I think we, I think we covered... That's my, that's my tip of the week. So, I do have a tip number 10. <laughs> uh, if, if you say so, sir. Yeah. Um, so, there you go. I would. Uh, I. 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 I think we've covered pretty much everything. I. I happen to know that there's no new mail because once again, it's like doing a two a day, except we're doing two a week with this uh, grueling episode output that we have pace, <laughs> pace going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we wouldn't want to disappoint Mr. Mavis. He. He needs his fix. Yeah. And P. Shot from last time. Man, big shout outs to you guys. Yeah, Boston Bonger, that guy too. <laughs> We've got the coolest. We have the coolest fans. Yeah, excellent names. Yep. All right, gentlemen uh, and and ladies, everyone out there listening, it has been a pleasure to uh, to have your uh, your company for the last forty five minutes uh, or so. Unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. I'm ready, just about ready to sign off. But uh, Rob, I want to make sure. Rob, I did it again, Robert. <laughs> I want to make sure to give you, you know, your the floor. Is there anything that you have the, that you'd like to close things out with? I feel like I'm just being set up to be cut off. But, no, no, of course uh, not. Of course, of course not. Uh, well, I think uh, you know if you if you if they have a question, send it uh, mailbag at successfulusers.com. Uh, if they get. <laughs>